Okay, let's begin a new life. Let's begin a new day, new thoughts, new everything. Well, the beauty of new, the beauty of new is the opposite of old, which is old is I'm doing today what I'm doing today because I did this yesterday. And new means that I'm creating something that I want to create. And I'm not going to just... Uh, do what I did today or I'm doing today because of yesterday but rather I'm choosing to live today the way I want to live today and the most important thing as we always speak in purity of speech and that a person is dibur a person is ruach memalala the way you get to know somebody is through speech through communication and the biggest challenge that a person can have, that he could hurt people, he could hurt himself in his thoughts, in his negative thoughts, and then he could hurt the people around him with his negative speech. And the more a person, man boy chai, man boy chai, who wants life in this world, in order to have a better life, then a person learns how to think more positive, a person learns how to be more positive in his energy, and a person, of course, speaks only positivity. And we're up to day 42, page 109, in purity of speech, that the Pasuk says that your lips are like the red string. Kechut hashani sifseisayich, that your lips are like the red string. Which red string? The red string in the Beis Hamikdash on Yom Kippur. And it's brought down that when the Kohen Gadol would finish the Avoda, his holy work, that all the Jewish people would hope that they are forgiven. So there was a red string, which was a barometer that revealed to the Jewish people whether they were cleansed or not. If the string became white, it was a sign that Hashem accepted our avoda and the avoda of the Kohen Gadol, and the Jews would be blessed with a good year. However, if the string remained red, then it showed that the avoda was not accepted. This was a sign, a negative sign for the Jews. So what is the connection between the red string and our lips? So this is incredible. Just as the red string was a barometer which showed if the Jews will have a good year or not, so too our lips are a barometer between bracha and chas v'shalom, not bracha. If we guard our lips then we will have many brachas. If, God forbid, we don't guard our lips, God forbid, then, then that is the cause. Thank you. That is the cause for, for a lot of things that can be very challenging for a person. So, so too, as it says, maves v'chayim, it says in Mishlei, Shlomo Melech says, life and death are biyad halashon, are in the power of the tongue. So a person, just like a person can kill with his lips, with his mouth. You could say good morning. You could say positive things to someone. You could make someone feel great. So to a person with his lips, he can make somebody feel terrible. Okay, question, comments, and then halacha and practice. Delicious, yeah. Okay, beautiful. Halachan practice. Yes. Right. Well, it's also a simon. It's a simon that you have bad that you got to get rid of. Sorry, right? Right. It's a sign that you have to work on yourself. If you're seeing, like we said yesterday, when you see something in somebody else, and then therefore you're angry about it or you say something negative about it, it's a sign that you have that thing yourself. Okay. Okay, good. Halacha. Revelation of... Con- yes. If someone does something like really, really crazy to you, and like, it's, it's not like a easy thing to just be like, oh, like, this is on me. Like, no, sometimes it's the other, like, the other person, like, they did something wrong. Right, right, yeah. Like, it's very clear. It's not right, like, right. Like, how are you supposed to look into yourself and be like, oh, how am I supposed to... Well, you could say, why was I in this situation? Why was I there? Why did Hashem show me that situation? Why did Hashem... 
what does Hashem want me to learn from that? Why, meaning, why am I that in that situation? Whoa, 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 right? If you think, I, I don't know what example you're talking about, but, but if, so give an example of what, what, what you're referring to. Someone does something so wrong, why, why, are, you, why are you there? Right. Right. So you have to say, what is it that? I, what's the message that he told me? What What message did he tell me? What can I learn from it? No one can do anything to you. Somebody, everyone does something for you. When you look at it that way, you turn it differently. What can I learn from this? person can learn from every situation every situation it might be hard it might be hard to learn from that situation but, but you could always learn from what someone does to you you can learn that you'll not do that to somebody right you can learn that maybe he was right maybe I did something stupid whatever it is yeah Right. 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 It's true. Right. When you realize that it's not the person, but rather it's the whatever happened to you, then then that helps you process it better. We'll talk more about that in Masil Shisharim, but yeah. Okay. Revealing confidential information. Revealing confidential information discussed at a meeting. You're not allowed to disclose confidential information which was discussed during a committee meeting. For example, you are part of a school meeting that is voting if a teacher, let's say Mrs. Rubin, should be fired or not. The outcome of the vote was that she should be fired. The halacha is that you are not allowed to tell Mrs. Rubin who voted against her. Why? Because if you say, you can't even tell her, I voted in your favor. Why? Because by process of elimination, she might figure out who voted against her, and therefore ill feelings will emerge. Now again, remember, this is also similar to telling someone's secret. Someone comes to you and tells you a secret. Uh, you know, don't tell anyone, but um, you know, X, Y, and Z. So you're not allowed to reveal that. Why? Because that might cause ill feelings. Anything that you could possibly do that can cause negative feelings for someone else, you're not allowed to do. This halacha applies even if Mrs. Rubin pressures you to tell her. Still, you're not allowed to say anything. That's Hilchus Lashon Hara Bey's Yudalev. Why would what change anything? Yeah, good. Anakonami, right. Correct. I'm saying it's Pasha. Right. Right. I mean, Lashon Hara in general, even if someone, obviously, even if someone's going to lose his job, whatever it is, he's not allowed to say. Correct. Maybe you would think, because it's not really Lashon Hara. You know, but yes. I don't know. That's, that's, what, that's, that's what it says. Yes. No, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to if they're going to know that it's the other person. Correct. Same thing. Okay, question, comments? Question, comments? Okay. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should all be Zoha today and every day to be able to see the good, to be able to be Mitzora. Mitzora is the punishment for someone who speaks Lashon Hara. Mitzora is Malashon Motzira, which is that somebody who is negative on the outside means that all he's doing is reflecting and bringing out the negative that he has on the inside. And the more a person works on loving himself and being positive within himself and seeing the good in himself, so that will help him be able to see the good in others and vice versa. When you start seeing the good in others, it'll help you see good in yourself. Like v'ahavta l'reacha kamocha, which is you love your friend like you love yourself. So if you hate your friend, so that means you hate yourself. The more you love 
yourself, the more you love your friend, they go hand in hand. It's always a mirror. An angry person and a mad person, a negative person, is going to be like that within himself. And the more and more a person can work on building himself to be more positive, to be more loving, right, to be more accepting. Right? Who said that? I think Shruli. First of all, Rufu Shlemus Shruli. Right? Shruli is a big tzaddik. Shruli sends out every day, what's today's quote? What's today's quote? So Shruli sent out, I think, that one with the hug, that a person spends 20 years, what was that thing about? Is that you sent it out? Someone sent it out. Someone said out that a person spends, what was it? I'll get it. I think someone sent it out yesterday. It was such a great line. Is that what it was? <laughs> the guy with the one, right, the guy hugging himself. Yeah, I'm, oh, here it is. You spend a year beating yourself up day in, day out. How about loving yourself day in, day out? That, was the, uh, that wasn't from you. No. Right? So a person spends, and it's not just a year, a person spends his childhood, which is so important, beating himself up and beating himself up and beating himself up, and then he's got to spend the, the, the next uh, 10, 15 years being positive to himself and loving himself. He's got to balance it out. Not only that, when you're a child, it's much more impressionable to you. It's much more painful when you're, when you're a child because that's, that's, grow- that's how you're growing. Okay, so Hashem should help each and every one of us. Yeah, what's today's really? Oh, beautiful. Wow, very good. The walls you build around us, it's true. Right? The walls you, we build around us not only keep away the sadness, right? That's a good one. Right? Someone put that on. You have to feel in order to heal. You have to feel, right? In order to heal. People are trying to heal. They medicate themselves by not feeling. But then you can't heal because you don't feel. You have to feel both the sadness and the happiness. Okay, Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zocha. Yes? It's obvious, but like, the person can say that in that story, Mrs. Rubin, oh, she has to, do her, she has to learn purity of speech and not judge other people that vote against her. She shouldn't right. realize it's a message from Hashem. Right. She shouldn't be upset at anybody. No, our job is to focus on herself and be careful about other people's care. Correct, correct. Exactly. Well said. It's true. <laughs> yes. Um, right. On what Rebbe said about loving the way you... Uh, Heal yourself is by feeling. Right. It's actually our Kalish. One of the models of, of I think, our 12th grade year was express, don't suppress. Right. That was it's a, true. So that was a, Beautiful. Uh, so that was right. Right. It's true. Okay. Hashem should help all of us. We should all be zocha. Hashem should help us, like we say. All we have to do is is be here and to learn the halachas and to remind ourselves of what's right and what's wrong and how we want to live our life. And Hashem will help us, especially B'schus, the Chavetz Chaim, the blessing of the Chavetz Chaim, that, that through us learning every day, it'll help us not see, it'll help us see only the good in everybody. It'll help us not speak any Lashon Hara, us and all the Jewish people. Okay, says the Ramchal. It's hard to continue because there's so much to speak about where we're dealing with the two pillars of Ahava and Yira, Yira and Ahava. And just to quickly give a recap that Yira, Reishis Chachma, Yira Sashem, it begins with Yira. Yira means that, as the Ramchal says straight out, the first step to Yira is that you realize that Hashem is your friend. And Hashem is listening to you, and you have a relationship with Him. From there, He comes into being the God and the, the great, 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 big God that you imagine. But most of us skip that first step of the relationship with Hashem. We jump to that God, as the Chavetz Chaim says, when a person says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad, 
is he's supposed to have in mind that Hashem is the, the God over the heavens and he's the God over, over the east and the west and the whole entire planet. Says the Chavetz Chaim, but don't forget to do the most important what Hashem is the God over, and that is over me, over me personally. So the first step to Yira is not that I'm afraid that I'm going to get punished. Obviously, that's something we spoke about before, but that's your childhood, that's elementary school. The reason you do things is not for the relationship. You do things because you want to do what, what you got to do, because mommy and daddy said so, or that's what I'm supposed to do, I got to do my homework. But when a person develops, hopefully he develops, and he transitions into a world of relationship. So then, Yiras Hashem, as we know that Avram Avinu is called Ahava, Avram Avinu is Chesed. What does it say in this last week's parasha by the Akedah? Ata yadati ki yirei Now I see that you have Yira. What do you mean now I see you have Yira? I thought Yira is before Ahava. So the Pshat is that no. That Yira is talking about the Yira of a relationship with Hashem. That I have a relationship with Hashem. And that's the first step. Then you get into realize that, wow, I'm so, I'm so humble. I am I am a mortal human being. I'm going to die. Hashem lives forever. Then you're able to have this relationship to know who am I and who is He. But most people don't even begin in that era. Most people start, they start with, oh, God is distant from me. God is a monster. God is someone who I can't relate to. Says the Ramchal, the first step of Yira is, is realizing, and the words he uses, which is incredible, is that He's your friend. He's your friend. That's number one. Okay, then it continues. Then we spoke Ahava. Ahava is therefore I now have a commitment to my friend. And you know what you could see? You could see in your own life. Your commitments to other people is a direct sign of what your commitment and your relationship with Hashem is. You can't fail in one department and not fail in another department. So if you're committed to people and you're committed to things and you are a person who has commitment to relationships, so that means you can have that same commitment and relationship with Hashem, which is what love is. Like we said yesterday from Rav Dessler, from Rabbi Tursky, from Rabbi Abraham Tursky, I don't give to the, I don't love the people I give to, I give to the people, no, the opposite. I don't give to the people I love, I love to the people who I give to. People think, oh, I give to the people I love. No. I love the people who I give to. When you give to somebody and you're committed to someone, then you begin to love them. Like we said, right, we live in a society where you're falling in love. You're not giving to that person. You're feeling a certain way. But when you actually stick with somebody and you stick with something, people say, oh, I don't, lo- I don't love learning Gemara. Okay, what's your commitment to learning Gemara? I don't love davening. What's your commitment to davening? I don't love Shabbos. What's your commitment to Shabbos? Whatever you might say, I don't love something. You have to ask yourself the question, what is your commitment? And the last thing we said, then a person has the simcha, he recognizes, a person recognizes, yes? Um, Sorry, this is going back to like basics, but I guess that's where I'm at. We're always going back. back. We're always going back to basics. Um, So... Rebbe, uh, clarify uh, uh, how, how I'm getting to the point to make a decision to do this uh, verb kind of love. Good. So just to explain what Yehuda said, the verb of love versus the noun of love <laughs> is the noun of love is I feel love. That's a noun. There is love. That's a noun. To love is a verb love somebody. They say, I don't love him. I don't love the guy. So what's the answer to that? Then love him. Oh, shalom. Then love him. You hear, you hear the shot? I don't love him. Then love him and then you'll love him. If you love someone, you'll learn to love them. That's what Yehuda is saying. Right? One's a noun. I don't know how to say a noun and, and verb in Hebrew. Paul and and what? Shem etzem. So shem etzem is, oh, I'm in love. Love is to actually be poel, right? In Hebrew, does that work? No, it doesn't, because lehov. Lehov. Ani lohev, so tehav. 
love. So what was your question, Yuda? So my question is that, um, so how do, I, how do I get myself, how do I put myself in that zone where I can make a, uh, a, decision. a decision? You know, because I guess, I guess <coughs> like, the things in my life that I'll commit to are the things that I'll first fall in love with. Right. I feel like if I'm not falling, I don't know, maybe I am, but I'm not, I don't know. If I'm not falling in love with Hashem, I'm falling in love with Judaism and Torah, so then how do I kind of get myself to that? Understanding and appreciation that this is what I want to commit to. Because it's much easier to to commit to like a friend who you know like, like that there's something here already like 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 it's foolproof almost. Right. You know so so talk about beautiful. So talk about getting back. So you you just asking a great first of all. Great question. I, 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 it's a very deep question that you just asking. You just asking. So how do I know what to love? How do I know what to love? If it's all about not the feeling, and it's all about commitment, so what do I commit myself to? So I'm just going to suggest, that's why we have the Masil Sisharim. Right? Seven shekel. Seven shekel. That's why I have the Masil Sisharim. It's actually six shekel. Yeah, seven shekel, right? Six shekel, right? Because how does the Masil Sisharim start off? So I'm going to answer, I think, what Yehuda's asking, and that is that what is the... Masil Sharm starts off with. The Masil Sharm starts off with the most beautiful thing. And he says, you first have to clarify why you're on this planet, which I think is Yehuda's question. So what am I committed to? And what does the Masil Sharm say? He says that ultimately everybody is committed to enjoyment and to pleasure. Everyone on this world wants to live a good life. Everybody here wants good things. That's, why, that's what a person wants to commit to, right? A person doesn't want to go ahead and commit to something that's not good. Everybody wants to commit to what is good for him, what's going to be good for his family, what's going to be good for life. Says the Ramchal, I'll tell you what the ultimate good is. This is what the ultimate good is. First, a person has to clarify why he's put on this world. He has to ask that question, what is it that I want for myself? And he has to recognize and say, what is the ultimate good? Everything we commit to, if you think about it, is for our benefit. And when a person realizes what is his ultimate benefit, and the ultimate benefit, the ultimate good thing that a person can connect to, that goes back, like Yehuda was saying, we're going back to the basics. Is a relationship with Hashem, is God. And anything else is all a facade. Anything else that you think is good, anything else that you think is going to bring you that ultimate enjoyment, not only that, ish isha, which in the world is the ultimate enjoyment of ish isha, is really just a, a metaphor of a person's relationship with Hashem. Because ultimately, that's what it comes down to. A person's in this world for 70 years, 80 years, What's it all about? It's all about filling up your bank account. It's all about what's it all about? What's, what, what, why are you here on this planet? Once a person realizes that I'm here on this planet to enjoy the ultimate good, which will give me the ultimate enjoyment in Olam Haba, and a person has that main thing and he keeps that main <coughs> thing the main thing, then he's committed to that enjoyment. He's committed to it. The problem is we get distracted and we say, oh, this thing is enjoyable. Oh, and this thing is enjoyable. Drink Coke. Do this. Do that. So it distracts us from the ultimate good that we think is because we know it's not good. A person who stuffs his face with jelly beans before he has his steak knows for a fact that the jelly beans, even, he, even though he loves the jelly beans, but he knows for a fact that he is... He's, he's connected to a much lower level of good. All good that you experience in this world, all good that a person experiences in this world, is a branch from God. It's a branch of God. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, little, a little something to do with God. The ultimate good, the ultimate tov, is when a person is clear on that. Then he says, okay, I'm in, I'm committed. Yeah? Yes, sir. <laughs>
Yeah. 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 Yeah.
the way I live my life, the way I am with my wife, the way I am with my children, the way I am with the people who I interact with. That's, the, that's ultimately the only thing that a, that a person can do. Ultimately. Yes? I'm sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think a person at this stage like our age can know what their purpose in the world is. I think there's two parts. I think there's one, what your purpose is to do. Another one is like who the person you want to be. At this stage of the game, I think it's just your day-to-day becoming who the person you want to be. I have clarity throughout the day to day. Right. And then eventually, you get to the point of actually being in life, you can figure out... Right, so Yisrael's asking, Yisrael's asking, so first of all, right, so first of all, so first of all, so yeah, if you guys, so first of all, the more, I, I want to, this is very, very important, the more a person can ask the question of why I'm here on this planet, the more you could ask yourself, what am I doing here? The more you could ask yourself, why am I in Yeshiva? The more you can ask yourself, Hashem, what do you want from me on this planet macro? Remember, there's macro and there's micro. Macro is, what's my neshama? Elokai neshama shenasatabi. We say it every day. Elokai neshama shenasatabi tahiri. Every day we talk about our neshama. It says, Moida, you wake up in the morning. The first thing you say, Shechzarta bi nishmasi. It's the first thing you say is you talk about your soul. To realize that you are on, it's a Yerida L'Tzorach Aliyah. Everyone heard that term? Yerida L'Tzorach Aliyah in micro. Yerida L'Tzorach Aliyah is in micro. Micro means what you go through today might be a Yerida, but the reason you're going through your challenges is why? In order to give you an Aliyah. The reason Hashem is giving you your challenges is in order to go an Aliyah. Ready? That's in micro. Ready for the macro? The macro is... Everyone know what the difference between micro and macro? Macro is big picture. Micro is small picture. Macro is you came into this planet is a Yerida. You came into this world as a Neshama. It's a Yerida. Why are you on this planet in a macro? Letzorach Aliyah. Now, how does that manifest itself? It manifests itself in your day-to-day living. When a person's connected, and Yisrael, I want to say this because it's so important, you are right that it's important for a person to be focused on his daily chores and for a person to say, what am I doing today? Why am I eating breakfast? Why am I eating breakfast? Ask yourself that question. Because I'm hungry. So why are you eat, Why don't you eat anything for breakfast? Oh, I want to eat this for breakfast. You make a bracha. What's your kavana when you make a bracha? What's your purpose of the breakfast? There's no end to think about that. When a person, that's in the micro. The macro is, why am I here on this planet to begin with? Am I here just to what? You have to answer that question. Why did God put me on this world? Now you might not know, it's not like the Arizal, where people would come to the Arizal and they'd say, why am I on this planet? He would say, you are on this planet to fix X, Y, and Z. We don't have people like that anymore who could tell us that. But, but, it's very important to say, wait, I am put on this planet for what? Am I put on this planet for what? <clears throat> to go to college? To make money? To buy a house? To what? And the more a person gets clear of the macro, of why I, I am here, and what's my purpose on a global, on a global macro picture, then, he will say, so why am I in yeshiva? Am I in yeshiva because my mommy and daddy told me to go to yeshiva? Am I in yeshiva because I have guilt? Am I learning Torah because I don't think and that's what everybody does? And the more a person thinks for himself and he becomes an independent thinker and he becomes someone who could tune into himself of why he's doing things, then he begins to live his life. He begins to have Relationships. He has a relationship with Hashem. Yeah, go Yisrael. So I don't think a person can know what their purpose is as like, like a job-wise or the reason why they were put here. They can understand what they want to be as a person, what they want to grow themselves into. Until you're in the world for, you know, like working and doing something for, you know, 15, 20 years, that's when you could decide. Like, for example, for Rabbi, Rabbi didn't know he was going to be running Yeshiva when he was 20 years old. 
have to be working for 20 years in order to say, wow, this is why I want to know. Right. Striving to get close to so Why does it have to be that Rebbe yeah. running a yeshiva is Rebbe's macro? Maybe Rebbe's macro is just too happy to be able to good. Right. Right. Correct. Correct. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But what you don't want to do, what you don't, a hundred percent. What you don't want to do, what Yisrael is saying is, what you don't want to do is, you don't want to wait to just do something and then figure it out. Everyone here is at a stage from after high school until you get married for a few years. You are at the most crucial stage in your life. Why? Why is it the most crucial stage in your life? The reason it's the most crucial stage of your life is because until now, you were a little kid <laughs> listening or not listening to mommy and daddy, one, one or the other. But whatever you were doing, you were in that bubble. And then afterwards, when you're married with kids, you're going to be more stuck. You're much more stuck. It doesn't mean you're always stuck, but you sort of defined who you married, you defined what you want, where you want to live, dot, dot, dot. But this stage, between 18 and 21, 22, 23, however old you are, is a stage where you could transform yourself to a point where you can make decisions that will change your life forever. A person could always do that. A person could always make massive changes. But at this stage, it's challenging. Because you're also at a stage where you want to hold on to your past. You want to hold on to your past because it's scary to know what your future is. But the more a person is able to clarify and to ask himself the right questions. Why am I here? What's my purpose? What is my life about? What are my talents? What are my deficiencies? What am I good at? What am I not good at? The world that you're talking about, Yisrael, the world that a lot of us come from is a world of definition of who you are by what you do for a living. Shalom Aleichem, how are you? What's your name? What do you do for a living? Which means I'm defining you based on your bank account, and I'm defining you based on what your profession is. It has nothing to do with anything. Machovaso Baolamo has nothing to do with, that's, that's, that's where our generation is very different. The Chavetz Chaim worked. The Marsha worked. They had jobs. People worked. He had a store. So, oh, oh. Rachmanus, he had a store. The Chavetz Chaim. He worked, so he was still the Chavetz Chaim. It's not what you do, it's who you are. But the definition that America and the Western culture has done for us is, I can't know what I'm doing in life until I know what type of job I have. And based on my job, that will define who I am. No, I'm not going to let anything or anybody define me. I will define myself. I will create what it is that I want to be and who I want to be. Whether I'm working or whether I'm learning. Whether I'm in America or whether I'm in Eretzrol, wherever I am. That is how a person creates his future. Yes, Ellie. Okay, so like you said before, it's not about knowing, it's about trying to know. And the facts that come from trying to know. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Correct. It's trying to know, right, what's that story? Here, you guys tell me that story. That guy in China. Go, tell us. We haven't heard that story in a while, right? Yeah. Say the story. Tell everybody. So tell us. One of you guys, tell us. So I'm not sure exactly which aspect. The aspect that this guy was a, was a gare, right? Mayor in Yehuda and Kivi, right? This guy lived in... In China, totally sheltered off, had nothing, uh, you know, nothing. I'm saying it's China. They, 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 they never even heard, heard, heard of about, about us. And um, really, you're gonna have to interject at the points that I say. And uh, that's that's your cue. To so there we were, Shabbos in Beijing, <laughs> and we saw this yid who clearly looked like he was, you know, Chinese. And like, I guess it's not every day that you see a yid who looks like Chinese. So we went over and started schmoozing. So yeah, so like when they were saying, I grew up in China, and he just started getting this feeling like life is about something more than just his day-to-day of what he's being told to do, especially living over there. So And he so somehow got a hold of the internet on like some, some like chat thing, and somehow yeah. met like a Jew and heard something, right? Or planted like a spark in him, like right. something bigger 
than where I'm at, and he was thinking about hey, it. There's a guy, now guys, remember, there's a guy from China. There's not a guy, there's a guy who's not from Chinatown who visited Borough Park. There's a guy who lived in China, no shaykhs to Judaism. And what happens? So and, and where it's seemingly impossible to get out. That's why you say, oh, he's in China. You, I mentioned Mao Zedong there, the dictator, right. who's, who, who's a dead. Right. And I was like, I mean, come on, that guy wasn't such, like, like such a, a good guy, right? That is China. He started sweating and right. ran away. Right. Ask you that he turned red and sweating on the spot. So and, 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 the, and the guy is dead. Right. This guy was searching. He didn't care. He was breaking rules, right? All this stuff. Now China is bringing him back for for a business, so you see it doesn't matter. So what happened? So what happened? So what's this? Right. So what happened? He's seen that they asked him, "How did you become Jewish?" So what did he say? So he said, "Well, I sat down and I read through the whole Bible." That's right. That's right. He's like, "So then I had questions on the Bible, so I went to ask a priest about it, and he told me to get out." He's like, "So then I sat down and I read through the whole uh, Muslim thing, Quran, Quran." He's like, "And I had questions on it, so I traveled." And I went to somebody who I was told to answer my mother. questions, and he didn't answer my questions. <coughs> so then I went to the to the to the Old Testament. He said, and I started reading it, and he said, and it was in uh, like Devarim, uh, uh, and 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 for each thing, by the way, he, he he said that like he had so he was saying he had so clear that, this, that he just wanted to tap into something that he sat down, he started reading through the whole thing. And I'm like, I don't even know what comes first, like Shemos of Ayikra, you know? And, 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 and he said that it was at the end of like a, a, the Avaram that he just like broke down. And, and, and he just felt like so connected. And, and then he came through Israel and they tried like shutting him down on becoming a Gare. But he said that he didn't like stop and they saw he was serious and he became a Gare. And then he started crying in front of me and Mayor saying how he lives there with with his wife and his two daughters and like how they're so happy. Mm. And I, I found like, oh his, his, uh, his uh, e- e- email after years of not knowing how to get in touch with him. So right. we'll, uh, bring, bring and, what, and if I remember correctly, what you said about him was he, you asked him how did he got, get to Judaism and he said, I kept on asking what is right. what is my purpose? Right, what, right, is right. Right. what is the truth? What is the truth? What yeah. is the truth? The more a person... Oh. Amazing. It's amazing. I want to just say something. I want to say something. If that is what can take a, a guy from China, if that could bring a guy from China to be a Jew, to be a Jew. So we're all, Baruch Hashem, we're here. But what we have to do is to ask that question over and over and over and over again. Why am I here? What's the truth? I want to find the truth. I want to know the truth. I want to know my truth. I want to know what Hashem is. I want to connect. Like I said before, like I said before, that a person can go ahead and a person goes ahead and he spends the first 15 years, I said it this morning, 15, 18 years. He doesn't do well in elementary school. He never learned well. He had trouble in high school. He spent his first 18 years not really learning anything. Then he comes to yeshiva and he wants for 45 minutes, for an hour, that he spends in the base medrash for everything to be good for him. It takes 15 years, 20 years, it takes time for a person to put in, like we were reading this morning, if you beat yourself up for three years, for five years, for 10 years, you gotta love yourself for five years, 10 years. It takes time, things take time. But what a person has to do is he has to make that commitment. When you make that commitment to whatever it is, you will reach your destination. You will reach your destination. And you'll love the process. Correct. You'll love the process because what you'll realize is it's not not about reaching the destination. It's about the commitment to the destination. It's not about reaching your destination. When your whole goal is, I want to reach there, so I'm not really committed. It's that I can't wait till I get there. But if my, my life is about being a committed person, if my life is about being committed to a process, that I'm committed to learn Gemara, I'm committed to learn who Hashem is, I'm committed to learn how I could strengthen my relationship with Hashem. I want to learn how to strengthen my relationship with myself. I want to strengthen my relationship with my parents. I want to strengthen my relationship with, with my roommate, with the people around me. I want to be that change that I want to see in the world. And it's hard to be the change that you want to see in the world. Why? Because it brings loneliness. You could be alone. If everybody's acting a certain way 
and you don't like the way people are acting, it's very easy to say, I want to fix everybody else. It's very easy to say, I want to fix everybody else so that I could just fit in to what that is. When you are able to go against the current, when you're able to go against the flow, the zerem, as we've said, dead fish go with the flow. If you want to be someone who's alive, someone who's working, and these are the days, this is the time. This is the time. It's very, very important for a person to really look at and to see what is it that I'm doing and to figure out how can I become more focused on what I'm doing. Yes, Mayor, you had someone had over here? Yes, oh, Dovi. Uh, Back then, we talked about it a little yesterday, um, how the negativity produces authentic results. So, and that's, and that's how you get to that change that you want to be in the world, by seeing what you don't like in the world. Right. Changing it. Right. The question is, where does this come in with the micro-macro system? Is that a form of, of macroism? No, that's being that's micro. Micro is the people around you. Who said this? Someone said, that one of the tzaddikim said, you want to do hispodidus? So hispodidus means I spend alone time with Hashem alone, and I'll get a message of what Hashem wants from me, and I'll connect to Him in what my life needs to be. I think Ramaylech says, or one of the tzaddikim said, that's not how you do hispodidus. You know how you do hispodidus? You hang around other people. And by hanging around other people, you see what happens to you during that day. And you see what affects you during that day. And you see that this person says this thing to you. And this person gives you this problem. And this person gives you this challenge. And this person brings you this and this and this. And you know what that is? It's all a delivery of messages, what you have to work on. So that's massively micro. Is that Dovi, you want to know, or anybody here wants to know what to work on? Spend the day, spend the day talking to people. Spend the day listening to people. Spend the day realizing what comes on your plate. I can tell you, I'm sure this happens to many people. When you, when you come in and you hear this shot, and then you hear another shot, this happens to me all the time. And then we happen to be learning something in Chavetz Chaim that connects to the Mesil Sharm. And then I'll learn something later. Then someone will come and tell me a part. And it's all connected. The problem is we have to take the wax out of our ears. We have to take the wax out of our ears. And we have to start listening to the voice of Hashem who's trying to help us. Hashem is trying to give us a message of what it is that we are supposed to do. Yes? So, so two things. First of all, I said before, uh, basically, the thing, right, only once we start doing our job or whatever, then we know who we are, I think. Uh, That's so negative. Mistake, right? I was saying, right. I was saying, I think it's like the opposite, like we should. We're supposed to come from a place of only once I figure out who I am, then I can know what what I want to do, like in a job or whatever. It's not like oh, once I'll do this, it'll define me. But define yourself, and then you'll know what to do. Correct. Um, another point we're talking about the process versus achieving it. So a lot of times one might say like I have a goal and I want to achieve it, but I'm so committed to the process also. But I also so want to achieve the goal. Right. And I kind of think it's not true because. If you still want to achieve your goals, then you don't, you're not committed to the process. You hate the process. Correct. You're waiting for the process to finish. Correct. You want to make a goal that's so much less important to you. Correct. Because you love the process so much more. And as soon as you achieve it, you're done with the process. Correct. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well said. Yes. Beautiful, Shlomo Zalman. Beautiful. I, want to, I just want to, I want to tweak a little bit what Shlomo Zalman was saying in the first part. And that is both, both things that he says, which are beautiful. The first part is that, is that it's okay to start working and to get a job and to do what you got to do to make money. But that's only a problem if you're defining yourself of what you're doing for a living. But if you're defining yourself as who you are as a person, then it's not a big deal to just start a job. Because I'm going to bring myself to whatever job is there and and I'll be me whatever job I'm taking. When the job defines me, then I have to be very careful what job I'm taking. But if the pshat is that, no, the job is not going to define who I am. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be myself whatever job I'm going to take. Okay, I happen to like this job, so I'll go to this job. I happen to like this job, I'll go to that job. But it's not as, as monumental in my life. I take The reason people get scared about their future of what I'm doing, what's the job I'm doing, is because I ultimately don't have definition of who I am. 
And what's going to define me? Whether I'm a lawyer, whether I'm a doctor, whether I'm a businessman, whether I'm an accountant. So therefore, it's very scary what I choose. You hear what I'm saying, Israel? It's very scary. Masha'en Kain, if I will define myself regardless, then it's not a big deal what I choose to, to, to make a living. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Yes. Correct. Correct, correct. I agree. I agree with you, but it's not, but you know what? But whatever job, you're right, but that's already like your preference. Do I want to work with people? Do I want to work with computers? Am I a people's person? That's already a whole separate thing. But my bein adam lechavero, whether I'm going to be MS, am I going to be honest in my job? Am I going to work good with people? Am I going to come home and be a good husband? Those are the most important things. You're right. Defining what you want to do every day, correct, is, is important to know. That's what I say. I agree with Kirby on that point. I'm just saying when it says, what's your purpose in the world? There's two. There's one, what am I going to be as a person, which is very big, which is what right. I'm focusing on. Right. There's another aspect on what am I going to do throughout my week also. Throughout my day, correct. That's 100%. 100%. Yes, that I agree with you. Yeah, correct. I think that is harder to Well, you're not going to be, you know if you're going to be a doctor. You're not going to be a doctor. People go in and then your story is someone's in college for... Good, but I'm saying, but you, but most people know, are you going to be a doctor? Most people know, are you going to be a businessman? Are you going to be a teacher? Are you going to be a rabbi? No, but I'm saying, but I know, no, but one second, no, but I'm saying, but, but I knew that I'm going to be in the tchum, in the boundaries of working with people. I knew I wasn't going to sit behind the desk with a computer. Some people like that. So I'm saying there is a there is more or less of a of a range of what you're going to I do. The specific yes. The goal the details, yes. But it doesn't matter to achieve the goal. You'll get you have a goal to marry an amazing mother to your kids. Who is it going to be? You'll, that's the detail. Exactly. Exactly. Correct. So, so same rabbi, thing with their job. The rabbi's goal was to work with people. Right. So and then Mamela Hashem. Die. Correct. Yes, Toby. It's a smarter, not harder concept because you come out with the same results on both ends. Guy who says, I want to make money, right? Says, okay, I'll become a doctor because our CEO, because that means I made money, right? Then the guy who says he wants to make money is making money. So both people are actually coming out with the same thing. The question is, what's defining them? So it's not really about the what, it's the how at the end of the day. You know, it's like, most people do this to you. To say you want to be something, Define yourself. Pick a pick, pick time. Put money into it. And pick a, a subject, and then you know, in four years, you become that. Correct. You know, but it, but again, the same concept. You're going to college to make the money. You don't. Most people don't go to college. Most people don't go to college to make money. Most people who go to college are not the ones making money. The guys who drop out of college are the ones who are making money. Right? That's a whole. That's a different conversation. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So the Chinese guy really inspires me a lot. But he had some books to go through and some priests. To talk to him. <coughs> not, not in the beginning. He Before. felt he was missing something. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then he got there's right. some sort of religions out there. Right. They go see what's up. Right. But okay. but we don't have anyone to talk to. There's no religion and there's no book written and there's no there's no Tysus on the book that's written either. There's no like system in place that I can kind of tap into to like tap into the next Well you're saying that on yourself? Yeah, how do I how Judaism? Do I, We're the people of the book. No, 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 okay, okay, okay. I, mean, I didn't clarify. He's looking for spirituality, right? Right. And he decided, let me go see, read some books that discuss God and spirituality. Right. So he had this kind of like ladder, like different ladders right. to try to take into and, like. And we don't have that. books. <laughs> if I'm trying to figure out myself, not Judaism. That is Judaism. What did you just say? Hold up, guys, listen up. You said I'm trying to. He said I'm trying to figure out myself, not Judaism. I want to catch that right there. No, no, no. I just want to catch you on that. I just want to catch you. You said, you said, I'm trying to figure out myself, not Judaism. That is Judaism. 
a language barrier. Say it was a misunderstanding. That is Judaism. Judaism is figuring out yourself. Ma'achovas of Olamo. That's the entire Judaism. Okay, fine. So it's written in Judaism. It's written Ma'achovas of Olamo. Okay, so now what? So good. Keep on. So what's it? Go figure it out. That's what I'm trying to figure it out. That's why you're sitting here. What's the question? Exactly. There's no. What's I'm trying to figure out? There's no like. Hey, let me crack like a. Crack. There's millions of books. Go go sit with Rebario. They'll trip you out. You know nothing. I know nothing. I don't see what you're saying. I don't understand what you're saying. It's a question. If this guy from China. Had nothing, had none of this. But by his searching, and he had a rut zone to search for the truth, for sure us. That's the whole point. Sure us. <coughs> there could be truth, but then the, my shot is what's my purpose in all of this truth? That's okay. Question. So that's what you got to figure out. That's what I'm saying. How do I figure that you out? Keep on, keep on asking that question. You keep on asking that question. Shia. Yo, that's Shia. a good question. question. I think the Messiah is trying to ask that also. Right. You keep on asking that question. That's keep on asking that question. That's your purpose. Okay, Hashem should help us all. Yes, from Simcharaba. And you can tell by his claws and by his teeth. And cows love to eat grass. And they're okay. They, they do their thing and they're happy. So when people start thinking the main thing is to make the money, then they start doing a career that doesn't Beautiful. work for them. And they are Beautiful. and unhappy. And not Beautiful. So it has a lot to do with if I know myself and I'm willing to, like you said, you want to deal with people, something will open up in the monetary world to deal with people. And somebody wants to do computers, it will open up. So if a person is really doing the real machabas right? then he will have a natural like segue into the proper career for himself. Beautiful. 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 Shkayach Simcharav. Beautiful. Shkayach. Hashem should help us. The, 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 where we began over here is, is a relationship with Hashem, a relationship with yourself, a relationship with other people, and realizing that Ma'achovasobolamo means on two levels. Number one, it means thinking about why I'm here on this planet in a bigger picture. Am I a neshama? Am I a body? What am I here to do? What is my ultimate purpose? As the Mesil Sharm says it very clearly, what your ultimate purpose is. And a person doesn't know how long he lives. And a person has a limited time even in this teva, in this, in this moshav, in this yeshiva, in Eretz Yisrael, where your whole entire focus is to figure out why you're here on this world. And then there's the daily, the daily grind. That's very, very important for a person to say, what time am I waking up? What time am I going to sleep? And what am I doing in between? And the more clear a person gets what it is that I want to do on both of these levels, when a person realizes what it is that I'm committed to, the first step is to ask yourself, what do I want to commit myself to? Like Rabbi Yehuda was saying, what do I want to commit myself to? Why do I want to commit myself to that? And how am I going to commit myself to that? And not to give up, but first to have it so clear, like we always say, the muscle of the ways, that even if you go and you make a wrong turn, it recalculates you. If you have clear what your goal is, if your goal is to get up for chakras, if your goal is to daven better, if your goal is to finish a mesechta, if your goal is to learn how to read better, if your goal is to learn how to stop doing X, Y, and Z, whatever it might be, then your commitment has to be that I'm clear that this is what I'm doing. Nothing's going to shake me. I made that commitment. Our problem is many times is we get pushed away when we have a bad day. We give up too quickly. We don't keep our eye on the ball. We forget what our main thing is. We forget what our purpose is. So we keep on asking, how am I going to get there? Well, how many books? Who told me? Someone told me, right? Someone told me yesterday. He says he was so excited. He came to me. He says, Rebbe, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm just finishing my first book, he told me. He, had a, he was shining. He says, I finished my first book. I haven't read a book since I'm in third grade. And he felt amazing. It's changed his life. Readers are leaders. Don't forget that. 
Are you reading? What are you reading about? When you read about happiness, you'll become more happy. You read about anxiety, you'll learn more about anxiety. You want to read about how to pick your career? Read about it. You want to read about how to become rich? Read about it. I mean, what, what, what if I have no interest in the goal, but I know I should have an interest in the goal? What do you mean? Someone doesn't have any interest in dominating, but he knows he should. I mean, he has a want, so should, we don't, we don't, should is not. No, so I'm saying, what, what, does, what does he want? There's no theoretical, it can't be a theoretical. There's nothing theoretical. No, I need a, I need a practical case. That's a practical case. I need the person, I need the person, I need the person. I have no interest in davening. No, okay, come on. No, I need a, I need a, no, I need a, no, see, for real. I need, no, no, one second, no, no, don't do it, no, no, not theoretical. I need a simple concept. I, I should be a good husband. There's no should, there should be. There's no should. I thought I was, okay, fine. There's no should. I know I know. Give me an, I need someone I need a live example. It can't be theoretical, because theoretical you can't you could just throw in any variable. I want I need a live case of somebody saying, I X, Y, and Z. I don't want to do this. I want, what, what do I do? If someone I wants to give. Someone wants to give an example. Give an example. I, I don't. I don't want to do the laundry. Okay, then don't do it. But I should do it. Oh wait, hold up. You should do it. Yeah. What does that mean? You should do it. It means that I should do it. Then do it. One second. No, no. I want everyone to hear this. Let's this. I don't want to do the dog. Hold up. Hold up. I don't want to do the laundry. Then don't do the laundry. What's the problem? Because I should do it. Who says you should do it? Your mother. Wait, wait, hold up. What does that mean you should do it? Who said you should do it? My mother. Your mother. So you hold up, hold up, good. So you want to do the laundry for your mother. So do the laundry for your mother. Then don't do it. Just everyone bear with me. It's very important. This is why should. No, no, this is why should is a very dirty word. Ready? Here we go. you don't want to do something, doesn't mean you still shouldn't do it. Then do it. But I don't want to do it. Then don't do it. But, I have, but it's the right thing to do. Then do it. But I don't want to. Then don't. What are the so I'm going to do it. Then do it. Then do it. It's over. It's over. Again. Let's do this again. You got it. Now you know why it should. Go, go. Again. Let's do this again. Let's do it again. Go, you. Would, uh, you show you what I can do. Keep on going. Go. So what's the problem? I don't want to do it, but I will do it because the right thing. Hey, so what's the problem? I don't want to do it. Then don't. What do you mean you should do it? What do you mean should? I want to do it for my mother, therefore I'm going to do it. I want to do it for my wife, so therefore I'm going to do it. Even though I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to. You do want to. You don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Right. Okay, good. So then don't do it. But I'm saying the reason, anyway. So Ripsi's question was. I was was struggling with the laundry, so I was trying to help him. But I'm asking a simple question. Right, right. There are goals a person should have. No, no. Why not? It's not. I'm not going to go into I'll, I'll speak to you privately about personal things. It's your own personal. That's what Hashem wants. 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 Should is a word of guilt and shame. Should is a word of guilt and shame. Correct. This is what I want to do. This is what I don't want to do. This is what I'm committed to. This is what I'm committed to. This is what I'm not committed to. Okay, yes, we'll, we'll wrap up with this, yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. Again, discipline, discipline is remembering what you want. Discipline means I remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. And Yehuda, if you re- really were tapped in to your mother, and you really wanted to do what she wanted you to do, and you were doing pure keep it up aim, and I'm not, I'm not judging you on this, I'm saying if you really, really, truly wanted to do that, then you would do it. Anything we would do, if we would clarify why I want to do it, 
and why I want to be committed to it and what's the purpose, then you would do it. It would be easier to do it. The reason that it's hard for us to do things is because we don't know why we're doing it. When you open up a Gemara and it's Chinese to you and therefore you tune out and you just space out, or if you're listening to a shear, you're davening, you have no clue what's going on, you tune out, you, you say, I don't need this, and I want to go ahead and escape into my, my phone. So that's because you forgot why you opened the Gemara to begin with. You forgot why you came to the base Medrash. You forgot why you came to Yeshiva. If you're in bed all day and you're depressed and you don't know what you're doing, it's because you forgot why you are here. You forgot what your purpose is. You forgot what it is that you're trying to accomplish. You don't have that clear. And you get easily distracted with other things. But the more a person clarifies over and over, why am I learning? Why am I davening? Why am I coming to shear? Why am I reading books on this? Why do I want to read books? Why did I come to yeshiva? What are my goals? The more clear you get, the more you live a different life. You live a different life. Most people don't live in that world. Most people live in the world of they're just accidentally living whatever job they fell into and whatever wife they happened to have fallen in love when they were younger and the children that they got. And as Reb Simcha Rabbah says, they're going to have the day, whatever it's going to be. I pray and wait till my luck will change. When am I going to, right? It's the old thing. When am I going to get the sign? When am I going to get the sign for what? When am I get the sign? I heard this once. Whenever you think I'm waiting for a sign to tell me X, Y, and Z, that is the sign. That is the sign. When you think you're waiting for the sign, that is the sign that it's time to do what you got to do. Hashem should help us. We'll just wrap it up. I'm sorry. Hashem should help each and every one of us. It's getting a little late. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha to clarify why we're doing what we're doing, to be clear on where we're headed, and to not not be weak not to be weak and lazy in getting to where we want to get to and the most important thing we have to remember because this holds us back all the time is living in your past smash your rearview mirrors get out of high school get out of elementary school get out of your 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 home the way you grew up whatever it is and through that, you will get all the blessings and you will be able to create the life that you want to have. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Rabbi Rabbi No, it wasn't a personal thing. No, it wasn't a personal thing. It was a general thing.